NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Cricket isn't courteous traditions and polite engagement. It's 42-year-old bank managers yelling, no spikes in the clubhouse at unsuspecting 17-year-olds. Cricket isn't easy runs followed by beers. It's failing, getting home, then going to sleep, then having yet another dream where you walk into a change room in the middle of a collapse and you just can't get your gear on, especially your spikes and pads. There's nothing more frustrating than being unable to put your left shoe on in a dream. Cricket isn't a family-friendly activity for all to enjoy. It's the fact that according to ABS data, 66% of marriages involving cricketers will end within 10 years, a more than two-fold increase on the national average. Yet despite the very real danger to your personal relationships, you will continue to spend your entire weekend on a cricket field chasing a long dead dream alongside 10 rare units who vary wildly in terms of their the personality disorders. The great cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket Meanwhile, at the grade level. It's a tough mean, dirty, dirty business being a great cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the great cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl, I just feel a gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh no, you called me champ. Hello and welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast on Fox Sports. My name is Ian Higgins. I'm joined by Sam Perry and Dave Edwards. It's a big show otherwise. The ODI series against Pakistan, we've had two ODIs so far. The Tour of Two at the Indian, uh, the Indian Test Series has been announced. The squad, I should say, New Zealand versus Bangladesh. That's a test match that's happened. Some records there. The Big Bash has happened. Lots of stories. Uh, <laughs> There's also some grey cricket in New Zealand that we want to speak about. A bloke got zero not out of 119 balls. That's a thing. And then, of course, lots of great questions this week. Hashtag AskTGC. Some excellent questions this week, and I'm looking forward to delving into each and every single one of them. Boys, welcome. Thorough. Mate, thorough introduction. Do we even Higos. need to do the show? Yeah, I think we're You've done. You've just wrapped it all up well, in that's a nine minutes. little nutshell. I think it's the first time we've done a show where almost every format is covered. Yeah. And also, as usual, we've forgotten the WBBL as well, um, which mm. is nothing funny about that. It just says something about... Uh, our upbringing. Well, it says more about us as people than it does anything else. So let's start with, uh, with the ODI series mm-hmm. is a thing that is continually going on at the moment. Some people Continually. Are continually <laughs> going Will on. Will it end just, ever? Well, I'm not sure. There's just so much cricket going on. It's hard to stay focused on the one thing, hence the, uh, you know, my, my interest in YouTube clips going for less than two minutes. Yep. Um, it's one all. The series is squared even, one apiece. Pakistan rail, railed us in by six wickets. They won by six wickets oh, yeah. in, uh, in Melbourne, the second ODI. But the first ODI was all about the Matt Wade story, 100 not out. Yeah. 
Off 100 balls, no less. 100 not out of 100 balls in 50 overs. Uh, the dream of all people like myself who are, you know, just <laughs> obsessed with statistics and things that are divisible by two. Yeah, exactly. 50.0 overs, 100 brackets. Divisible 100. by 50. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, what a riveting series. <laughs> you know, one, <laughs> one, one apiece. What do you guys think will happen next? I mean, who's going to take it out? I don't care. It's, <laughs> did, did, you were just saying off air, it's six games, right? It's five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Five. Because I was going to say, why Still on this six? divisible by two thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything must be. Yeah. 2.5. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't even know much about the Pakistan squad. It seems to change from game to game. And, uh, and there are a certain amount of injuries on both sides and people leaving the tour altogether. Mm. Um, Mitch Marsh, out for the series. You know, he played the... Played down the second ODI mm. just after the, the Indian squad was announced mm. and just smashed it to cover. Mm. Said he was out for the, t- you know, for the rest of the series. So mm. he, you know he's done his job. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Like the, <laughs> who can take the biggest breath and start talking? I think is yeah. uh, what's going on. How about you go? For, you go. He goes. Oh well, I mean, if you want to talk about Mitch Marsh, let's talk about Mitch Marsh. He got elevated to number four, so mm. he's given a chance. Mm. But there's been lots of in Mitch Marsh's sort of international career. He's had a lot of opportunities which haven't really been opportunities. So he's come in and he's been batting at six and seven in the test match side and he's come in when he needs to slog a few and hasn't really had that chance to build an innings. And it's been the same with the one-day format. So they bat him at four on, on what should have been a, 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 great, a great opportunity to score some runs and he just chips one to cover first ball. And you think, Mitchell. Are you, are you, a, are you a Mitch believer? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Yeah. I, I think... I think uh, well, no, I'll, I'll retract that. I think there's something there. I think there's something there because he, he bowls he bowls quickly. Yeah. And he's, I just mean as a batsman. Yeah. No, I, I I I think batting four in international cricket's mm. too much at the moment. Mm. Um, well, they I mean, want it he, so badly though, don't they? Yeah. He, he's a, he does everything and he's got a rig. And I think yeah, it's a yeah. great time in Australian cricket to have yes. both those things: be able yes. to bat and have a rig. I mean, yeah. there's never his been a better time. There's never been a better time to be a rig-based all-rounder in Australian cricket. Yeah. Yeah. And his replacement now is Marcus Stoinis, who similarly. Mm has a great rig, can bat. Yeah, so are they, I mean, these guys are examples of rig-based selections. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say. So I also think that under Darren Lehman, there's this, you know, in Darren Lehman's Australia, well, it sounds, <laughs> sounds <laughs> like right. a political it's, it's regime. Yeah. In Darren Lehman's Australia, that you need an all-rounder in the team who must bowl 140 kilometres an hour and yes. bat reasonably well, fill a roll at six. But, yeah. but smash them. You have to smash them. But smash them, but smash them, flint off 05. I yeah. think the thing about this ODI series that is like has been interesting to me is that on the one hand you've had these matches that are very nineties esque. You've had Australia making two sixty, Pakistan struggling with maintaining five and a half and over. Same in the second match, very low scoring, but at the same time you've had the Australian side as this reward for big bash league form. Chris Lynn came into yeah. it, Billy Stanley came into the yeah. t- into the side, and mm. both players. They kind of suffered for their 2020 form. Ling got out just slogging. Stan like bowled three overs and went down for heat. I actually don't know what uh, his fitness issue and was. And it down as well. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, the okay, let me ask this. The ODIs, is it, is it the right place to reward Big Bash form? Uh, so if I could be uh, earnest for a moment, yeah, and I've got no answer to that, mm. to be perfectly frank. I mean, you've got, like you it's, it's a the natural next thing, isn't it? I mean, you've got Big Bash. That, there's no T20 internationals at the moment, yeah. so... What, India tours are still a little while away. You've got to play them in the one day. I guess it's a deserved call-up for international honours. They're different, though, aren't they? They're different sports. Mm. I mean, it's the same sport, famously, but um, famously. <laughs> but, I mean, they're literally the same sport. But, I mean, like, for instance, I mean, we'll go on to speak about the Big Bash later, but um, there was a game, the highest runs uh, scored 
during the week, and um, there was 220, <laughs> 220 scored in a big in a big bash game. Ele- yeah. You only get eleven and over. Yeah. You can't go to eleven and over in a one day game. Yeah, because otherwise you'd be. They want it though, don't they? They want rigs and power and every- what mm. I keep hearing about Chris Lynn, etc., is that like, but imagine if he goes off. I mean, imagine if he gets going. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Just that's imagine. The best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the imagine, like imagine yeah. how good he could have yeah, been. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, if he goes yeah. at thirteen and over forever, like he's going to get six million runs. <laughs> As a purist, like. And I know you guys are purists too deep down. Like, is there any part of you that, that is s- sort of smugly happy when the big bash stuff doesn't translate to longer forms? Yeah, there's a big part of me that feels that. <laughs> a huge, a huge, overwhelming part. If there was a pie chart, it would be 100%. <laughs> hey, you know how the other week I was talking to you guys about this? And, uh, sorry, I've just, I've just put one leg on another chair, just, yeah. just opening myself up to Sam, um, in, uh, spiritually and emotionally. Um, and I was talking about how I reckon we should just get rid of the one days because I think there's too much cricket going on. Mm. But like watching the one days, it just reminds me all of my youth, and I just want everyone to experience the same youth that I had. Yes. Uh, you know, just white privilege. Yeah, white privilege private schools. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and I, and I just and I really enjoy the one days, and I am just not that into the 2020s. Mm. I'm just I, it's it's too yuck at the mm. moment. I'm so the other way the, around. So much of the big bash is yuck. Can yeah. we just agree with that? Fireworks and cheerleaders, R and B. That's yuck. Yeah, but that's 2017. Well, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. Actually, I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Can we speak about Matt Wade's hundred off our uh, one hundred balls? We go, we go. We'll go all Let's the way get back to the jump beginning. back and forth. Wait, we're yeah. not having six beers before this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like this comes back to we spoke about this a while ago. Just like if you need four to win, yeah, and you're on ninety nine, yeah, do you just like tap it for a single yes. and then? Celebrate wildly to score yeah. your hundred. That's kind of what Matt Wade did in that first in the mm. first game. Australia had, had struggled to get to two hundred and sixty, yeah. and what was a pretty good batting wicket in the end, it was more than enough runs, of course. Yeah. But there was there was a moment there where it was the last ball, and you think, you know, an extra four might be handy. Is he going to whack it? Not nah, just 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 get anything on it, just get any part of your bat onto it, or glove, yeah. and then just run. And he just celebrated a well deserved hundred. That's yeah. right. Uh, like. I don't think there was two in it, but he wasn't looking for it. <laughs> he, he made his ground and kept yeah. running with his hand yeah. in the air. Yeah. It was a giveaway when he just ran straight to the stand. Yeah, yeah. arms along. Exactly. But it, it is kind of like the prisoner's dilemma, isn't it? Like, oh, it's game at, the, at the end of the day, we've just been discussing him with three figures next to his name, and it doesn't even matter what else happened. I mean, he's just playing for the scorecard, and he desperately needed it. Yeah, that way, yeah. uh, he needed an innings like that. And would ninety-nine, a valiant ninety-nine, in pursuing extra runs off the last ball, would that have been almost too selfless? For cricket, like, would he have had the respect of Darren Lehman, etc., if he had tried to kind of, bo- you know, boosh one for the six? Sorry, I keep saying that word, boosh. It feels like you have to say. Yeah. But uh, he won for six, yeah. and he just got caught. That would have just been thought as dumb, not selfless. High risk, high reward. You're right. Game theory is exactly mm-hmm. what this. And, and yeah. actors Always. naturally act rationally. Yes. You know, Gil Merom. Sydney University politics. Can we talk about Steve Smith dropping an absolute dolly at second sleep in the second ODI? Like, that's that makes it... He's either dropped three or four catches this summer. Well, okay, he's played a lot of cricket. But, you know, for a guy who is renowned as, like, someone with a wonderful pair of hands and quite big hands as well. I mean, yeah. if you look at Steve Smith's hands. That's why yeah. he's playing cricket for Australia and we're not. Brilliant. Huge hands. But he seems to drop a lot of catches. Yeah. He takes some good ones, too. What he do takes you some say? awesome ones, yeah. yeah. I, but I, I don't know what... I'm just pointing it out. No, you're right, because... if. Every generation of cricketers for Australia has their kind, has their superstar, the guy that's going to create a legacy that will be spoken about in generations gone by. And it would appear Smith, as the captain, he's the he's the next one, right? He's the one who's going to finish his career and have a big, you know, five hundred page autobiography with his face right on the front of it and stuff that people will buy for Christmas or whatever format that will be in ten years. Maybe it'll be on Kindle. I don't know. Uh, Just a Facebook I, post. I digress. But those guys, they field in the slips and they take the catches. 
So if he's dropping them, that's a huge blow for him when it comes to just the like the perfect alphadom mm. of being Australia's mm. greatest player. You if you yeah. doesn't matter how many hundred you score, mm. no. if you're dropping catches in the slips, mm. people are going to ask questions. Well, well Mark Waugh famously, famously averaged only forty one, mm. only forty one. What we wouldn't give for that at mm. four now, and never had, never scored any daddy hundreds. Mm. Highest high score of one hundred twenty in Test matches. But in there's the something alpha about that too, though. Well, that's, that's, true. Uh, that's a different but conversation. Just in the slips, <laughs> in the slips, his hands were so beautiful. <laughs> Don't you think? And even when we met him in person, yeah, that would be silk, too. David, yeah. silk. I, I would have loved to have shaken his hand. Yeah. And he just kept looking past me. Yeah. <laughs> Over the shoulder. Yeah. Is that Steve? Yeah. Always. <laughs> well, he's looking for his brother. <laughs> Steve his brother, always, yeah. always looking for Steve. <laughs> just perennially. That's a new yeah. one. Just, yeah. That's, Best that's, batsman in his family. That's a new yeah. thing. Um, okay. Should we talk about the tour to India squad, sure. which has been announced? Um, sure. I, I guess for people who, who haven't uh, been aware um, mm -hmm. of, of the squad announcement, I'm just going to run through some names um, just to give it some, uh, some some caveat to the next five minutes of conversation. Steve Smith is going to captain the side. That's huge, if true. Dave Warner, vice-captain. Usman Khawaja, Sean Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Matt Renshaw, and Peter Hanscom will be, just, the, hold be the batsman. Is there any chance you could do the rest of it as a kind of club coach, reading out <laughs> the side at a kind of selection night? Yeah. Marsh, Mitchell, yeah, yeah. that's the all-rounders. Your bowlers are going to be Agar, O'Keefe, Nath Lyon, yeah. Mitchell Swepson, Starkey, Hazelwood and Birdie, they're going to yeah. be the bowlers. Yeah. Keepers, Wadey, got the gloves on, mate. Some some notable omissions. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone who listens to that has any idea who the test squad is. No, no. And to be fair, neither do I. I was flexing. This is the part of the club selection night, though, where you're kind of commiserating with those who didn't make it. Look, a couple of guys missed out. You know, all I can, <laughs> yeah, all I can yeah, say yeah, to you is, yeah, you know, work harder than nets. Prove us wrong. Yeah, prove yeah. Yeah. Runs, we runs, runs wickets. Yeah, let's look at some notable omissions. Will be uh, Peter Neville, Hilton Cartwright played. Like, he's probably his last test match. Mm. That's harsh. Uh, Travis Head and uh, John Hollands has been in the press today, mm. um, and he's upset because he played in the Sri Lanka series where we got pumped three 0 but he hasn't spoken to a selector since. He got uh, since he was announced in the team, basically. So this is like, it. He's come out in the press, John Holland, and mm. he said uh, they've asked him. You know, would you have been fit for India? He said, "Of course, of course, I would. If they're ruling me out for fitness, that's ridiculous because mm. I played my last test against Sri Lanka and I haven't been spoken to since. Mm. Uh, yeah. And he's taken fifty wickets yeah. in eight of his uh, in his last eight Shield matches. Yeah. Uh, do you smell controversy, Dave? I mean, your eyes, your eyebrows are furrowed uh, mm. as anything. What, how, how do you react to that? Just hasn't been spoken to. I mean, yeah. no <sighs> communication. I mean, what kind of processes are in place there so to Australia. not even get a call or, or even an email or a text or DM, whatever it is? Is just some kind of contact. <laughs> yeah, DM would be good. Physical. 2017. Yeah, yeah, just anything from the selectors. I mean, you've gone to Sri Lanka. You've represented Australia in the test squad. You obviously didn't make the uh, the home test series, mm. you know, for obvious reasons. But you were picked for a reason mm. to play on mm. the subcontinent. Mm. You'd think he would be in the equation there somewhere at least at least get a phone call. At can, least get a phone call. Can I volunteer an alternative view on this? And I want to get your views also uh, from a great cricket point of view. But okay. you can always pick up the phone. They're all private numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you guys ever called selectors to kind of just query yeah. why you mightn't have been in the side? And if so, what sort of approach do you take? No, I've had a few beers and then confronted them at a, at a club function. <laughs> like, and he's a normal so have you being. ever been like dropped from a grade and then yeah. uh, you called up the club president or something and said, you know, why why'd that happen? Or what can I do to get up the grades again? No, but I, the only equivalent that I could compare that to would be that when I was captaining a team, a guy who got dropped um, because he wasn't good mm -hmm. um, by call, you. called me. Well, I uh, yeah, by me. Um, and he called me. and was just like, "What can I do?" And like, well, "What do you say?" It's like, "Well, you mean you're averaging 106, but we thought, you know, we like this <laughs> yeah. other guy, mate. You're averaging 4.63." Yeah. That's what you said. 
Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, he stopped playing cricket the following year, so um, yeah, he's a bodybuilder now. <laughs> 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 I reckon what, one of the most interesting things from this squad for mine was that Warren's campaign to get Schwepson. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce it. I think I, like, I want now. it. To everyone be, wants it. Everyone like wants Schweppes. to. Yeah. Uh, Schwepson is in the side, and that was part of a long campaign by Shane Warne to get him in the team. I think. Yeah. Right. Doesn't that just speak for the influence of Shane Warne that yeah. he can basically alpha yeah. anyone he wants into the Australian side? <laughs> I, I mean, Schwepson has only bowled. A, I looked at this. It is Schwepson now. Obviously. It's Schweppes. Yeah. Is it Schweppes? Yeah. No. no. Well, Am I, I wrong? It's, it's, it's Mitchell Schwepson. So it's the ch of the Mitch. It's hash. It's a very difficult name to say. Uh, just, nah, just a W. Swept. He's only bowled 1,996 balls in his first class <laughs> career. <laughs> Can you believe that? He hasn't even bowled two grand. I can't believe that you said that. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's shocking. He hasn't bowled two grand. I feel for guys like Steve O'Keefe who just have to overachieve mm. week after week after week mm. to even be considered in the conversation mm. for being an Australian spinner. But Warney sees Schwepson bowl one of the next go. He's got to be in. But you know he's why? In. You know why he's no. in? Because he can give it a rip. Yeah, so I saw... John I saw, Daly famously said, grip it and rip it. Grip, rip. That's the policy that Shane Warne lives by. Mm. He says that about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, I, I watched... So after Swepson, or sorry, Swepson, uh, was, uh, was, was brought into this, uh, the, the squad, there was some things about him saying, uh, about how he dominated the Indian A side. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I watched his wickets. There were three of them were full tosses. Yeah. Um, and well, selectors weren't watching that. No, they weren't watching. They weren't watching. I mean, John Holland has 11 more wickets this year than Agar. He's got 16 more than O'Keefe. I think he can feel a little bit aggrieved without even getting a phone call, as Dave rightly says. We don't... Yeah, I want him to call them up and ask, and I want to hear what the conversation is. Mate, he doesn't grip happen. it and rip it. Yeah. Grip, no, rip. no grip, rip. doesn't grip, rip. No grip, rip. All right. Well, that's that done. So um, we'll lose in India. Mm. So, okay, this is what I want to ask. Okay. I, I think we'll lose 4-0, but um, is... What does three nil mean? Is three nil a success? Is keeping India to one draw? I think. Successful? I think given to the, it's an Ashes year now. I think because England lost four nil, the fact that if we only lose three nil, yeah. despite three of those being by innings and six hundred and forty two runs. Yes. So, do you suggest that the Australian selectors or, or the people in charge of the Australian cricket team draw up a new set of KPIs for yeah. this series? It's not. We're going to win the series or we're going to lose the series. We're going to lose by this much. I we think they're to, already doing it. So you talked about Lehman's Australia. But maybe, maybe they need to publicly announce that. So just so, it's like when you know you're you're at an AGM yeah. or whatever you're a big company and yeah. you're addressing your shareholders. What does the next fiscal year look like? That's right. Like you need it, to come out there and actually say it. Turnbull's Australia is about innovation. Hmm. Uh, Lehman's tour to India is about batting long, not big. I mean, I find that a, a massive policy reversal from Darren Lehman. Uh, you know, a guy who just wants to pile on runs aggressively and at Whack pace, up. he's basically talking about time-wasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about positive losses here. Yeah. yeah. Positive losses. New KPIs. Something. I think we need new some KPIs. new KPIs. KPIs. All right. Just quickly, there's a New Zealand and uh, Bangladesh test series happening at the moment. The first test happened. It was uh, huge because Bangladesh batted first and got 595 for eight declared in the first innings. You said that lost. the right way around. Very good. And they lost. They lost. Yeah. Bangladesh lost. And Shakib Al-Hassan hit 200 for Bangladesh in the first innings. In a losing side, I mean, oh. I mean, what's what's happened to him now? Should he retire? Two hundred in a losing side doesn't. Well, he got a duck in the second inning, so he yeah. achieved the highs and lows of cricket and the loss, of course. Yeah. But he, he averaged a hundred for the Test match. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. again, and talk about the OCD dream. Mm. Um, yeah. I also noticed that Kane Williamson mm. hit another hundred chasing. Yeah, his average 
when chasing on in home tests is is like two hundred plus. Are you becoming a stats savant? Yeah, this yes. is yeah. huge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I went to Cricket Info today, if you didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking directly at me as you say it, though, like you're not at your screen. No, I'm not looking yeah. at anything. Yeah. Mitchell Swanson by 1,994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound like the, uh, the, the the words at the end of a political ad when you say that. <laughs> so we'll party yeah. <laughs> All right, should we talk about the Big Bash? Yeah, okay. Just quickly, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it. Um, I quickly, mean, though. One of, one, of the, <laughs> one of the things happened to the Big Bash, unfortunately, is that Peter Neville is now going to be out of the Big Bash because he was hit in the head by a cricket bat. Yes. And that was a really shocking incident. I mean, people being hit in the head on the cricket field is obviously bad. Um, this was a freak incident. Brad Hodge batting. Um, Neville not even keeping up to the stumps. He was standing back, and then bat just yeah. went going and hit him. Yeah. Like, the handle seemed to click him in the face, or the, yeah. sort of the splice of the bat. It was weird, wasn't it? I just think he would have been so taken aback by that. Like, you would have, like, thought terrorism. Like about <laughs> Don't you reckon? Seriously, do you reckon? Yeah, no, no keeping. I hadn't reckoned that. Because no one, no one keeping is expecting that. No, exactly. So if you're just suddenly getting taken out by yeah. a flying object, yeah, it's terrorism. Is that what happens to you? If that yeah. happens, oh like, yeah, absolutely. Is this the same as like you know when you're running and you often hear professional athletes say if they like pop a hamstring and they think they've been shot? Yes. That's yeah. Is that, yeah. is that, that's that's yeah. the equivalent. Book except, depository. Except it's ISIS. I feel like Oval. you guys have seen Gwyneth Paltrow's sliding doors. I mm, feel twice really this morning. I feel really sorry for Peter Neville, who's just endured <laughs> a horror year. Mm. I mean, the guy should be in the Australian side. Mm. And yeah. while his you know uh, compatriot but rival Matt Wade is hitting a hundred off a hundred balls yeah. going to India, he's getting smacked in the head, thinking he's being done by ISIS <laughs> you know, for, for the Renegades. Yeah. And, you know what, and when he probably should be in the side. The, yeah. the selectors are secretly elated because now it's like, oh, I couldn't go on anyway. Yeah. 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 That's right. Oh, we, we, knew were that we, to... we were going to pick you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to pick you. Other news uh, is that uh, uh, Adam Voges has come out this week and he has admitted that his international career, career is over. Um, Huge he's, he's, got the, he's got the second highest average in Test cricket for Australia. Aside from Bradman, he like he's he's now played the the, the caveat games. He's played twenty mm. Test matches. He yeah. scored enough runs that he now applies to be the second greatest average getter in Test cricket. In the ICC well. Test Team of the Year as well in two thousand sixteen, I think. So who's coming this way? Who is that player over there? Take the mask what, off. what is this? I, I think that he was batting I think, six yeah, that I think he as well. Was. Yeah, yeah. I think. I just read a few articles today. That's all I've done. You read all the articles today. Yeah. Have I contributed nothing prior yeah. to this? <laughs> no, no. It's, that's, the, that's specificity. The it's the specificity yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 It's publicly <laughs> access, accessible information. Oh, no. The, the research was always yeah. there. Yeah. 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 It was always there. Uh, I mean, it's, it is sad for Voges and possibly Australia that he, w- he was the great number six that Australia's been looking for for a long period of time. Yeah. That we're now trying to fill that void with more rounder, of course. Oh, he was batting five and six, wasn't he? Oh. But, um, but he's he, a middle-order batsman. Middle-order batsman, mm. that, and he averaged 60, and he and he, sco- he played against... Oh, I'm calving at it like any great cricketer. Like, he's, he averaged 60, <laughs> yeah. but who did he really play yeah. against, you know? Yeah, West Indies. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah he scored deck. that million against the yeah. West Indies. I think yeah. the caveat's fair, though. Like, I mm. was in favour of bringing him back just to bring the average down. Because <laughs> yeah. I like like I, I like the averages being pure when I when I see them come up. Yeah. Uh, but now they're saying yeah. a couple of modern-day people are creeping in yeah. with, you know, what with their big bats and their video games, etc. And, you know, your, your Barry Richards and your Gary mm. Sobers and stuff are now kind of mm. sharing company with... Voges and it doesn't feel right to me. Some kid, you know, in, in 2050, the year 2050, is going to be looking at this and go, what's going on with this bloke? He must have been an absolute magician on the yeah. field. Mm. Yeah. Well, he I averaged 60 I feel, odd. I feel Why like, did he only play 15 tests? I feel, <laughs> I feel like this is apartheid. I feel, yeah. like, uh, I feel like this is this is sort of the, the area with Dave Warner. 
I, I think. And a lot of people are big fans of Dave Warner, and yep. for good reason, because when he's batting well, he scores great hundreds. But he scores great hundreds often in Australia, and he often scores a lot of second innings runs when we're just trying to whack him because we're already 400 in front. But he's got now, a licence. But he's got licence, yeah. Licensed. I mean, how many times has he scored good runs overseas and how many times has he scored great runs in dead rubber test matches at the SCG or on drop-in pitches at the MCG? Well, Dave should be able to tell us that. I want a statistical breakdown. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I think it's a good four-runner uh, well, four think... to, the, to the series. I think if Warner can score runs in India, that would be fantastic. It would really solidify a bit of his yep. legacy. I think it's one um, hole that I think he'll be I trying mean, to fill. This is something that we've probably discussed before on the show, but you know, cricket is, even though it's so statistically oriented as a game, there isn't enough deep data yeah. on it. Yeah. So, you know, obviously Dave Warner averages 50 plus. He's a wonderful batsman, but is he? If you yeah. really do the deep data yeah. dive and look at where he's averaging overseas and yeah. so forth, it's I, a bit different. I think he probably averages 110 in Australia and probably 23 overseas, mm. yeah. I'd guess. Mm. I've done the research yep. with Dave. Hi, I'm Ryan Carters. The Great Cricketer's Book was the first book that my partner and I ever read together. It was a bit of a challenging cricket season for me, and we'd stay up late, and she'd read me a chapter aloud each night before we fell to sleep. I've heard of cricketers asking their girlfriends for throwdowns, but I decided to ask mine for literary throwdowns instead. Things have gone pretty well. We recently got engaged. So thanks so much, great cricketer guys. I'm eternally indebted to you. Segment three, chaps. Here we are. Ask TJ something coming around the corner, and there are some fantastic questions. But I do want to say there was a story that came out last week about New Zealand grade cricket. A bloke hits a bloke, just a bloke, hit zero not out off 119 balls. I mean, red inks, sure. Let me... Uh, Read you the story. Yep. Two hours, zero runs. A club cricketer in New Zealand pulled off something quite remarkable over the weekend. Otago country skipper Fraser Wilson scored an unbeaten zero off 119 balls as he looked to save his side from defeat in the Hawks Zone Cup elimination match against Southland in Alexandra. It proved to be an effort in vain. Set 345 to win in, in its second innings, Otago was dismissed for 141. Having come in at number eight with Otago in trouble at six for 99, Wilson dug in for 126 minutes only for Southland to secure a victory with three balls to spare. Mm. Have you guys, what's, what's the longest you guys have ever taken to get off the mark? Feels like forever. I feel like it's a virgin joke. Being <laughs> just waiting. Yeah. Uh, you know the worst thing about it, mm. as with Matt Wade, but in reverse. Mm. He will just have zero next to his name. That yeah, was and he made zero. So, I mean, the red ink doesn't really count, does it? Because no. even if he got one, that adds you know more to his more to his average. But, but still, just imagine being in the change rooms after that. Because he's even though they've lost, he's mm. just gritted it out. He's shown mm. heart, mm. courage, determination. Mm. He's mm. the leader. No one else has shown anything. They've been dismissed for 141, just absolutely rolled. But he has stood up. Mm. Would Do he just be giving it on a spray, or what, is, what? is it from the same family of a hundred in a losing yeah, side? I think it is. Like it's the undefeated guy in a losing side. Yeah. He can it, also he should and be she holding his, be his head up high. He's, yeah. he's the he's the man. I mean, there's something torturous about. I mean, this like being four balls before the end was the final we could take, and so they were so close to making it. Yet he's zero. He's zero in that out. Counted for little. I'm starting to think Huge, that it's better. Yeah. I'm starting to think it's better to have lost because he could just be so smug in the dressing room. He can't share. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone else could be happy if everyone they threw the out. match, but everyone else is like they've lost the game <laughs> and he didn't do anything to uh, make that happen. Yeah. He did quite the opposite. So he could be really fu- like he could he could be elated or, or embarrassed. Like all yeah. he had to do was like get a bit of bat on a ball and mm. get a four, and they would have mm. won. Do you reckon? Well, not it would have won, <laughs> but he would have just got no. four. Do you reckon? Like I mean, at some point, I mean, he wasn't even turning over the strike. Is the issue wasn't he? he wasn't trying to you know take a single off the last ball of the over to keep the strike so to save the number 11 from losing yeah. the game. He wasn't trying to do that. Can, can I just... You just you made can. me pick up on something okay. when you introduced this. You mm. talked about red inks. Mm. 
So red ink is this kind of outdated idea. It's a figure of speech. Now, red ink is the ink they would use in scorebooks, mm. right, when you were not out. In the in the digital age, mm. is, is, is it not too much for my cricket to make not out batsmen or batters in, uh, you know, in, in red font, red typeface? Is, is that, I mean, should we, are we lobbying my cricket for that now? Uh, Red ink. Well, you'll, you'll be able to find the thing on change.org. Um, I mean, updated updated graphics. In the age but, where yeah. Paul Pogba has his own emoji, why can't they have red inks? <laughs> why can't they have red inks on my cricket? Well, because, That's what we're asking. Mm. Because blank inks, all they've ever known, they have a deep-seated field change. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the political ad talk. Otherwise, we'll be part of camp. Ask TGC. All right. Lads, we've got some great questions. Who wants to kick the, the first one off? We'll start, we'll start on Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, this one comes from Will Clark. Mm. He says, Hi, TGC. Recently, I was involved in a mix-up where me, as a junior in the club's ones, ended up having the most senior player at the club run out. Mm, yep. So he's a junior in the club's yep. first grade side. He runs the senior player out. Yep, right. yep. What happened? <laughs> he says, what happened? <laughs> he puts a colon. The most senior player in the club hits a ball to mid-off and calls me through. I then stand still and don't move a muscle. As I watch him continue running and running past me, he subsequently was run out. <laughs> I was then forced to shout the team the first three rounds at the bar. That's the whole team, three rounds. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money for a young boy. I went on to make a chanceless 35 not out. Should I have ran the run and gotten burnt or buy the rounds at the bar? I would enjoy your thoughts. P.S. The chanceless 35 was really a 26 with a couple of drop catches at Cow Corner. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant question. We asked for yeah. better questions and, and we got it. That's so a better question. My reaction to the uh, – it's a really, really – it's like, again, it's the prisoner's dilemma. I did a few sums okay. on the first three rounds at the bar for the whole team. Mm. So how much uh, – so let's, ten, let's, so pre- colleagues let's presume mm. it's a – well, I presume he buys one he for himself. himself. yeah. So it's no, pre- how, it's a, let's say it's a schooner. Sorry to, to Melbourne and everybody. Let's just say it's a schooner. What's a schooner? $7? Or am I upstairs at Cargo there? Depends if they're if they're at the clubhouse. The clubhouse, it's Club free, it might be heavily obviously. subsidised. Yeah, <laughs> okay, let's say let's say five bucks just to round it. Let's so I'm going five. eleven times five times three, a one hundred and sixty-five dollar fine for running his senior player out. Oh, that senior player's got huge ego issues if he's going to be fined one hundred and sixty-five dollars. Why is for the, a why is the whole why is he buying beers for blokes who? Had nothing to do with this. Yeah. Why didn't he just give one hundred and sixty-five dollars like he should have to the captain mm-hmm. who he ran out? Yeah. That's that's the correct. Because the so cap- you reckon it should have just been a private transaction? Well, the like, captain I'm needs sorry, the money. Here's fifteen dollars for your three. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a different way of thinking about it is. What is a chanceless thirty-five not out worth? Oh, I think it's worth more than a hundred. Eternal question. The eternal more, it's question. priceless. It's it's worth more than one hundred and sixty-five dollars, even if it is t- actually twenty-six with a couple of drop catches at Cow Corner. Drop catches at Cow Corner as well, like really yeah. skied ones. That yeah, that's right. He's yeah. hoiked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there no, there no good balls end up at Cow Great Corner. Great question, Will. Xavier Bale, hashtag AskTGC. Love the show, guys. I've seen this at the Australian Open. There's a photo of Novak Djokovic with the word champ over him. Yeah, capitals. Does champ transfer to individual sports? And if so, do you think Sir Andy Murray has champed Novak Djokovic since yes. climbing the world number one ranking late yeah. last year? This, is, this question goes on as the Australian yeah. Open. Linguistics. I think that's really interesting too because, firstly, kill me if we say the word champ again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm completely sick of it. But let, let's yeah. go around one more time with it. Right. Yeah. Is there, is it, and, and maybe this is a bit arrogant, but is it possible that we've reframed the word champ? So I'm imagining now Novak Djokovic standing somewhere with champ mm. above his head. It it ma- is, yeah. It's no longer, he's no longer the champ, he's <laughs> being champed but when he sees it above him. There's no way that he probably doesn't know that the word has a double meaning because he's mm. just been called the champ so often, mm. over and over again. He's won championships, you know, Jim Courier calls, it, mm. calls him champ seven times a day. Mm. 
He just may simply not be aware of the connotations. Mm. I, I don't think he would I, be. Well, I think, I think we've changed the conversation uh, yeah. linguistically because Maham, Muhammad Ali was just referred yeah. to as champ. Hey, champ. How you going? Like, <laughs> 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 he was had, just being derided had, the whole time. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> the whole time. He didn't know. He never knew. <laughs> when he says the champ yeah, is here, yeah. really, uh, he's just sledging himself. Poor bloke. No, nah, no. Nah, Ali's off limits. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Th- this one here is from Brendan Castles. Uh, Brendan. You remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about club songs. Oh, this was oh, disturbing. Well this so disturbing. So I've got, I won't sing it, but I will go through yeah, it lyrically. Yeah. Hi, gents. Got another team song for you to have a review of, if you so wish. I think you'll appreciate it. Circuit-centric nature. Mm. This is the University of Queensland CC team song. Man the club. Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll edit it out. Yeah. No, edit no, no. this out. No, edit, edit, no, edit, no, edit, no, we won't. No, edit we won't. Leave me in. Drunk last night. Drunk the night before. Gonna get drunk tonight like we've never been before. Here we are, happy as can be. We are the boys from the varsity. We're glorious, victorious. One keg of beer between the four of us. Lucky there ain't no more of us, because one of us will drink the bloody lot. Cue dropping of pants. With his pants down, with his pants down, one of us would drink the bloody lot. Oh my God, it really, it really escalated, as they'd say in Anchorman. There's no way that's true. That, yeah. that can't be the song. So, so three quarters of it is we, we haven't we get, verified this. We get drunk. Yeah, <laughs> we have not, not been this. checked at all. Just someone who hates yeah. the University of Queensland. I, I like to UQ try, and, yeah. try and think about the people writing the song, mm. and they've got three quarters of the way through it, and they've thought yeah. something else needs to yeah. happen here. We need something big. Here. Something else. Yeah. <laughs> what's the crescendo? Yeah. Well, it's like a John Mayer song. Yeah. You need like yeah. a bridge. Yeah. And what's and what's, and, and what's the best thing you can do? Well, everyone just drop their drop their pants down. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a homage to drinking. It doesn't cover that many other themes, so they thought, let's introduce something else. Let's introduce a, a physical component. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> can you imagine singing a song? Like, actually imagine it. Yeah. Everyone's singing the song, mm. and they get to the point where they say, because yeah. one of us will drink the bloody yeah. lot. Mm. It's everyone just pull their pants down, <laughs> revealing, <laughs> revealing right. their jobs. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. First like, all, it's around their ankles. It's not even pants it's off. It's just around the ankles. First of all, frighteningly primal. When Andrew yeah. Jones, CEO of Christian South Wales, came on the show, he said that he hates most club songs because they're so primitive and all that. It's mm. like, we're great mates. We drink the most, and this is yeah. this is this is like the embodiment of what he was saying. God. But he also went down and to to recite the uh, the Union New South Wales song, which that's was right. which was very cerebral. Yeah, that's covered right. a lot of different things. Was done to the tune of the Gambler. Yes. But, but my question is, I mean, like when you're a new person to the club, and the new person always gets like the lyric sheet of the club song. Is he is he getting it? And then he gets the bit where he goes. Q dropping a pen. Is that a, yeah. is that a ty- Robo, is that a, is yeah. that a typo? Is yeah. that in the song or is that just a and everyone's instruction? And everyone's, oh, okay. oh, everyone's naked now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's one keg between yeah. four people. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I should, wish I'd known. I mean, the, my wallet. And are the pants swiftly drawn up after <laughs> the that's song? That's what I want to know. Like, like the, go, the, the whole circuit just... Because <laughs> everyone's smashing the walls with stumps and stuff. Yeah. And then as the song... Like, do they just sort of keep walking around <laughs> with their pants around their ankles? Just kind of pull them up afterwards awkwardly. Like, you turn your back to everybody. Yeah, I've got to go to a wedding. I've got to get out of here. Okay, next one. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you. results. Tama- oh Tamara God. Roberts. I so finally, I was written in. thank you. Mm. Uh, uh, Tamara Roberts has written in. Thank you, Tamara, for writing in. And mm. said, Dear grade cricketer, what do I have to do to find a cricketing boyfriend who will, inverted commas, bore me with, gr- with cricket stories and, inverted commas, drag me to cricket games on the weekend? Right. Well, I mean, this is, this is So she dream. wants to know how to find a, a, a boyfriend who's a cricketer, a grade yeah. cricketer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, she just needs to walk down to any cricket over yeah, on a Saturday is, this and stand is, there. This is the judge's stand. My favourite part about that <laughs> reading that out was that we were silent for about five seconds afterwards because we're like, oh, oh my God. No, they, well, these my, people exist. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, well, my, my response to the science was that I mean, this is 
the most obvious thing in the world because mm. this is the no, this is 95% of great cricketers dream yeah. just a, just a woman talking well, to everyone them, knows or being that, in the you know whenever a woman attends a cricket ground and walks past perhaps maybe in a sundress mm. both teams are contractually obliged to stop the game and watch her for minutes <laughs> as part of the red joke and often it will take minutes for the game to proceed yeah. so you know she, she can have all the confidence in the world to go to any great cricket ground yeah. any club cricket ground any cricket ground in Australia mm. to stand there and then maybe someone will come and talk to you although cricketers generally have problems with socialising yeah. so the answer as you've just said, is literally go to a cricket ground and just stand there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tamara, go to any cricket ground you like and just stand there. Men are yeah. desperate. Men are desperate. Um, guys, I've attached a couple of questions here from Facebook, which I didn't put onto the agenda, so apologies. So I'll read them right. out for you, but they are excellent questions. This okay. one is from George Taylor of North London Cricket Club. Fame. Um, he wanted me to give a shout-out to them. I have done so. I will receive nothing in return. The club's Afternoon. called Fame. After- <laughs> Afternoon, chaps. Back in September... A bloke called Andrew Tyre randomly liked a post on my Instagram of a T20 game at Lords. This seemed strange at the time as the picture was taken over a year before. Things got stranger, however, when I was watching a recent Big Bash and realised that the hat-trick hero, AJ Tyre himself, was in fact the same social media fiend who liked the photo of an average second 11 cr- club cricketer from England. Should I feel slightly proud that my social media profile and shaky Heineken-affected photography is attracting the attention of such a good brand of cricketer? Or scared that AJ Tyre has been stalking me? I've attached photographic evidence. <laughs> he says great radio himself. So, so the situation is that AJ Ty has liked a photo on Instagram of a photo of this of, of George Taylor's Instagram from a year before. Right. And George is asking, what's that about? So AJ, AJ, a professional cricketer, yes. has gone and liked for the a Scorchers. very old Instagram photo of a bloke he doesn't know. Yes. AJ Ty plays for the Scorchers in the Big Bash. And he's, he got a hat-trick this year yep. uh, against the Brisbane Heat, I think it was. Get him on the show. Ask him. I think it's you simple get as him that. on the show. I mean, I think there's there's, there's a accidental double here. tap. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. I mean, there's a deeper issue. What if what if AJ Ty is actually stalking George Taylor? Yeah. Of well, the that's North the London great fear of cup. anyone on mm. the internet, isn't it? Mm. Like the accidental double tap mm. when you're rabbit hole deep in somebody's <laughs> yeah. Instagram feed. Yeah. <laughs> rabbit hole so deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you just want to ask Elbows. him. You want yeah. to ask him about their holiday to Dubai in 2011. Exactly. But you but you have to play it cool. And yeah. AJ's just made a mistake and accidentally double tapped. He'll never live that down. Never live it down. All right, next question here. Last one from the Facebook um, machine. Isaac Alchin says, Hi, TGC. I'll say that again. Hi, TGC is the uh, anagram. I'm 17 years old, and last season I played my first game of third-grade cricket. And in that game, I dropped an absolute dolly off my captain's bowling and cost him a hat-trick. Oh, dear. After this, he instructed the whole team not to speak to me for the remainder of the day. In my first game, I was quite distressed. I have now started my second season, and it is still going on. My best mate also plays for the club and refuses to talk to me until we leave the other club members' sites. How do I deal with this and earn my respect back? I also hit a solid-looking 97 last week and got no praise from any of my team members. I am 17 and in desperate need of increased social status and possible inclusions on the Friday night circuit. Please help. Oh, my forgot, God. Forgot to mention... My mum has contacted the club trying to get them to talk to me. <laughs> oh All right, my the last God. bit. The last bit makes you realise it's a complete joke. Yeah. But that, that's, yeah. that's made yeah. up. I'm yeah. not like yeah. get out of the club now. It's yeah, yeah. supremely dysfunctional. Contact Tracy Grimshaw at a current affair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And they'll take that one. Oh my goodness. Isaac, great question. Yeah. Uh, all right, Twitter. Twitter? Let's go on Twitter. All right, uh, speaking again of um, falsities, if that's even a word, mm. Steve Stevens <laughs> writes in. That sounds uh, fake. He's, yeah. always, he's always on the, on the Twitter. Steve Stevens writes in, at Steve Stevens 10. He mm. says, I'm early 40s with two kids under 10. <laughs> my wife is strongly encouraging me to make a cricket comeback. What's she hiding? <laughs> 
first question is, what's he hiding with his name? Um, but but uh, <laughs> That is a very vulnerable question, and I like it. Yeah. I like it's it. A, what are we going to do for him, lads? Yeah. What is she hiding? I don't know. I mean, Steve has got his life in order there. Two kids. He's in yeah. his early 40s. 40s. Two kids under 10. Yeah, I mean, he's made some I like the presentation there. of his stats just to sum up who he is. Yeah. Immediately. Well, I wonder if they were, they were together when he was playing cricket because, you know, mm. maybe he hasn't been open enough with her about mm. the impact of cricket on his emotional state. Mm. Whenever you haven't played cricket for a while, you look at it through rose-tinted glasses and you think cricket was okay. Yeah. You know, I actually enjoyed mm. playing cricket. I liked those guys. I had a good time. Mm. Maybe he just needs to remember back to that. Maybe just remember that you weren't as good as you think you were. You won't have a good season. You know, you'll have a terrible time, and the cricket's never as fun as you think it was. I like that his reflex is, you know, when his wife, his beautiful wife, encourages him to pursue the passion that he loves, his reflex is that she's hiding something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. She might just be a person who truly loves him to be happy. And says, go and play, go and play cricket, yeah. Steve Stevens, yeah. the man that I married. Well, and he just goes, well, you're cheating on me. Yeah. So obviously you should go through your wife's phone. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can, it, yeah, it cannot be pure. Keep in mind that there's nothing healthy about having children around a, a great cricket club. Another, another relationship-based Twitter question comes yeah. from Daniel Lang. He says, great cricketer, is it morally poor, <laughs> is it morally poor that I have three game-used balls on my bookshelf and I tell my fiancé that they're my hat-trick balls. <laughs> Not at all. No. Not at all. I'm, all. I'm all for it. Do you think you should be lying to your fiancé? I mean, you're, you're obviously about to get married. Yeah. You've taken the ultimate oath. Well, you're about to take the ultimate oath. It's those sensitive months well, leading up to marriage. That he's, should you be lying? I presume that he's engaged in the first place because he would have said he would have lied and said he's a first grader. That's the only yeah, way that's that you can trick a rock on it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, rock on it, yeah. <laughs> Until they invite a, a fringe Thunder oh Squad player. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, why has he arbitrarily got three used cricket balls just on a bookshelf? Like that's yeah, he's obviously stupid. stealing balls from the club. I mean, that's yeah. been that's been <laughs> that's for, yeah hasn't paid Red Joe and stealing. I mean, that's been proactive in his lying. So, Daniel, it's creative. Um, check your wife's phone. Uh, it's kind of strange to me that he has the capacity, sort of sociopathically, to take three game used balls, put them on his shelf, lie to his fiance that they're hat trick balls, but he still has a rational sense of shame to write into us. And ask mm. if it's wrong. Are they just like three? They're not mounted or anything. No. They're not on like a trophy or yeah. anything. They're just three balls kind of rolling around on yeah. your shelf. Mm. I remember going to like yeah. a, 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 the <laughs> apartment of a couple of grade cricketers that lived together when I was about 17 or 18. And it was, uh, oh, firstly, it smelt, but it was about 25 year old guys. <laughs> and I remember seeing that their fruit bowl was filled with cricket balls. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, like, as I was living, yeah. you know, with, with my parents and my fruit yeah. bowl was filled with fruit and everything was nice and uh, well organized for me. And I just remember thinking, like, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> now yeah. I'm 31, I think that's yeah. sad. Yeah. And it's really it's, 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 You know how fruit. painters in the Renaissance period used to paint <laughs> photos of fruit bowls? Yeah. You know, that's what they do now, but with cricket balls. Yeah. <laughs> final, qu- final question. It's kind of somewhat related because uh, Bill, uh, is it Fithall? Bill Fithall says. Uh, Fithall. Fithall, pardon me. Uh, I just made that up, sorry. Fithel, Fithel, pardon me, um, says, says, great cricketer. Also, uh, how do I get a girl to go on a date with me? <laughs> so if, like, yeah. we'll, we'll put yeah. three mountain cricket balls on your, uh, your bookshelf. <laughs> well, I assume you've explored all possible options, like online dating, mm. speed dating, friends of friends. Now you're asking us, three blokes from the internet who run a cricket podcast, how to get a girl. He needs to change his Tinder profile, first of all, how his cricket stats on there, yeah. so then anyone can see. Also, again, needs to lie that he either knows first graders or has played or subfielded in the first grade fixture. Um, maybe he's, he's a fringe, uh, you know, Sydney Thunder player or, or from whatever, right. whatever city he's from. He's, he needs to lie, just gently, just white lies, just mm. white lies initially. White. 
Um, and then he can, you know, gather cricket balls and then just lie to his girlfriend well, about having them hat balls. It's a little bit like what Tamara asked us earlier about how to get a cricket playing boyfriend. Ooh, well, you know, matchmaker. I think here. Bill, maybe Bill, maybe Bill and <laughs> maybe, Tamara. Maybe Bill could, could be something there. Otherwise, I'd, you know, I, just, I would just suggest that you just have to ask a bunch of girls to go out with you and then by the law of averages, one might say yes. <laughs> it would be great if we could partner people up through this podcast. So for, for, so for Tamara, sorry, I spit it out. Bill Fithel, F-I-T-H-A-L-L, <laughs> at Bill Fithel. You guys might want to be in touch. Drop him a DM. Slide in his DMs. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck, they say, silently. Uh, and j- just quickly, we haven't mm. done it in a while, but... Can we thank again Toby Shane for the vocals and for all the fake ads and stuff, Jules for the graphics, AJ, Adrian Leung at Five Stripe Studios for the intro music as well, uh, adds actual professionalism and, for this thing. And also to everyone who's been leaving some iTunes reviews lately, we've seen yeah. a, a, a wave of them come through lately and we're very much appreciative for that. Yeah, Especially one that was titled Deep Seated Fear of Change. <laughs> Keep saying our catchphrases to us. That is awesome. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really nice. It's... it's uh, we, we live in a material world, and we are but material girls, and it's very nice. I mean, if you want to take the time to like uh, to, to like it and uh, share a review on iTunes, please do so. Tell your friends about this. We want this. Uh, it worked for one tell. We, we want as many people in the, as possible to know about this podcast because we really enjoy doing it. Um, it's been a fantastic show. Thanks so much for listening, as ever. We'll see you on the internet.